and casual the game. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it. We're keeping it. <laughs> Sorry for the technical difficulty, folks. It's been a while. Welcome to Gaming Casual, where we talk about games casually. We have our host here, Sedge. I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Along you with our co-host, Lightsaber time. Ninja. What's up? And Twilight. If you really hated us, you wouldn't have tolerated us for so long. And yours truly, Control Freak. Good evening, everybody. A very, <laughs> very fitting name indeed. So, Sedge, mm. how you doing? You just wanted to cut me off of my intro, didn't you? <laughs> I've done this intro in three weeks, and you have to cut me off in the middle of it. How no, dare no. you? I, I didn't cut off anything. That was light, and then I just rolled with it. Oh, I'm aware of who it was. <laughs> I wasn't cutting off how... your intro. We didn't sync. Yeah, that's true. We also didn't sync for shame. Yeah, we didn't sync. Well, fuck. <laughs> that's why I said that. We, uh... We're returning from our multi-week hiatus since Christmas, though none of you will know that, because I, uh, have been slowly releasing episodes that we had in the backlog. So... Shame! Hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. Um. Yeah, so we're just gonna we're ju we're gonna jump into it. What's Man, everybody been playing this week? You really forgot everything about this, didn't you? Over the last like three I, weeks. Look. <laughs> I also said before recording, I am running on three mm. hours of sleep. It is a miracle I'm awake. I'm I'm still not gonna let you live it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody been playing anything new over the holidays? Uh, nope. Lots of things. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, like, it, there are a lot of games that I picked up and played. <laughs> That's true. You, you out of all of because I'm going to be honest. Well, since the last episode, Twy, actually, Twy, did you talk about Stardew Valley in the last episode? I don't know. I think that last episode we actually released was the one I fell asleep in after the promos. Yeah. Most likely. That happens. But, but yeah, I mean, I know I haven't really played anything new because I'm jumping back into the 152 grind for Halo 5, so that's all I've been playing. I haven't even played Master Chief Collection. So much Halo. I'm going crazy. I mean, that... That happened long, long ago. Yeah, well, that clearly, because I decided I'm going to do the 152 grind this year. But You know, uh, six uh, months before Infinite's <laughs> supposed to release. Yeah, you had a whole year previously, and you were like, yeah, oh, I'm going to do aware. it. And then you said, ah, screw it. And now you're back to, oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and in a month and a half, it'll be, ah, screw it. It's not worth it. <laughs> For, it's uh, not worth it. It's just not uh, worth unique it. Unique skin and a placard, in game. Yeah. Not even in, not a real life one. Just in game. Yeah. It's just hey, you get a cool armor skin and a weapon skin and probably a nameplate that says, "Hey, I made it to 152." That you'll immediately not use anymore once you unlock a better one. Yeah. So it's about. I want to show everyone that I have no life. 
Oh, they all know that already. <laughs> yeah, that's not hard to do. All I With do is fly planes and play video games. Yeah, exactly. You get to slowly watch me have no life and lose my mind. At twitch.tv slash lordsedge. Shameless plug. Um, but no, for uh, for new games, because obviously I I jump between stuff a lot. I'm pretty sure I've talked about Prop and Seek, which was basically just Prop Hunt. Um, Seven Days to basically. Die. Red Dead Redemption oh, right. 2. I... Yeah, that, that's the big one that we picked, that you and I picked up with our with our buddy Grim was yeah. uh, jumping into Red Dead Online because, I mean, we've played GTA Online before, but I'm going to be honest, at this point, jumping into GTA Online, if you are not dedicated to playing that game, is not worth your time. No, because everything that you have to do, it's like, okay, if you want to do these missions, you have to buy a bunker. A bunker costs a couple million dollars. Uh, to get million dollars, you have to do all of these minor missions, but you only get like a couple thousand dollars for doing them. And they take like an hour to get done with. So, And that's if you have a reasonable party. If you don't, then you're just going to be bumfuck screwed. Yeah, or you can try doing a heist mission with randos, and then at the end of that, you know, you all spawn in the same place, and somebody shoots you in the head and takes all your money. Yeah. But Y'all are done. Red, red Short cards. Yeah. Let me go spend real yeah. money to get fake money to go spend it in a casino, in a video game. Ooh. Yeah. No. Uh, so, mind you, I like GTA Online. I think it's fun doing the heists and the missions. The problem is... I don't want to have to deal with the people. Yeah. Which I know is the whole point of the game. Well, for some people, is... the whole point is just how much can I troll people online? True. Like the guy who kept hitting me with the uh, missiles from the submarine that they've added to the game. <laughs> the Cold War era ballistic missile submarine. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead is the same thing. Yeah. But. Well, less ridiculous because you it it's all one on one interactions. You're not going to have some dude in a jet fly doing a flyby and blow you up with a rocket. Instead, he's going to lasso you with his tier three bounty lasso that's really hard to get out of while he douses you in uh, booze and then sets you on fire. Yeah. Or, like, what happened with us is they're going to have shotguns with slugs that can one-tap you from across the town. Or you're playing with control and he'll just shoot you off a roof. Look. Yeah, or that'll happen. Not my fault. I didn't shoot him off the roof. To be fair. I pushed him off a ladder off the because he was trying to punch me. No, shoot. I was trying to shoot you. Oh, well, then you deserved being pushed off <laughs> the roof and you died. You shot me... In the head. I rest my case. Then again, nothing beats you killing me, me respawning, Grim tying you up, and me just coldly shooting you in the head as you were tied up on the ground. And then I respawned and shot your horse. That you did. You <laughs> shot Piper, and I'm mad about it still. Uh, but yeah, the, that, those are our adventures in Red Dead Redemption. That's pretty much all that it's happens. We lasso each other. We go do some bounties and a couple of random missions. We lasso each other and shoot people in the face. Yeah. And even then, it's not even so much uh, trolling people online. It's 
well, a lot of people just what don't will happen care. if i take this caravan full of explosives and set it on the train tracks let's find Four out hours later. yeah that fuck that train fuck that train Where's that the never tra showed train? up just go just go into the back and blow it up i don't wanna no you're doing it uh, fine going out on my own terms though yeah the horses survived so that's somehow good. <laughs> Um, entire cart full of dynamite and the horses walk away unscathed that was impressive but uh no played some left for dead scrounged up people for that played the a couple of custom campaigns which were fun uh i was actually very surprised by the quality of them hmm. uh, I, I saw that you were doing that on stream yeah it, i'm trying to remember who i pulled in for that i think it was hayden I think you were and, with uh hayden and ben yeah um rise to ruin is a new one that i started playing i like this game it it is a strange degree of fun it's a little like top down tower defense meets sim city so you, you start off you've got this tiny little town you get 10 little settlers and you basically have like two to three days to start actually building defenses before corruption shows up and you start getting attacked by monsters. So you have to manage your time very well at the start. And then later on into the game, you can start developing it in other ways. Um, my towns all look like clusterfucks though. Like I've looked online for screenshots that other people have shown of their towns and it's like they're super organized and like all planned out. I look over at mine and it's like I've got a farm <laughs> next to a water purifier, next to a house with a dog house in between it and a lightning rod. And I'm just sitting there like, why can't mine look that pretty? <laughs> and then I realized I'm like, oh, right, because I was more concerned about surviving the first fucking winter. <laughs> um, sounds like me when i tried to play banished <laughs> kind of uh but it's it's a lot of fun um setting up because the tower defense stuff comes into play with the corruption so as you're building up your city there is a corruption that's spreading across the land and the corruption spawns monsters that will attack your town at night so you have to set up a perimeter defense but you can't necessarily rely on natural terrain because as the corruption spreads they will break down terrain so they'll harvest rock they'll harvest trees so natural walls will only last you so long you actually have to basically quarantine it by building around it but the more you build the more aggressive it gets um so one of the biggest tricks for it is to do the old school tower defense mazes uh, hmm. If you played, like, uh, Warcraft 3, the origin of tower defense games, where you had to, like, set up your towers to actually, like, block the path and leave only one gap that they could go through. And so you have to do that with walls and then intermix your towers into places that they can't attack. Um, but I've I've been playing this game a lot. I think I've got... Yeah, I've played 17-some-odd hours in it and i only have two successful settlements during that time frame oh damn. but yeah um 
And the map has like 50 different, so you have a world map. And on that world map is, uh, actually I would probably say it's like 30 or 40 different zones. And each zone can have a settlement. But you can only start at one and then you send people to the next region and then build up again. So it's not like you could start at one corner of the map and go to the next. You have to go to an adjacent region and just slowly expand outward. Uh, but one of the interesting things is you get perks as you play. So the better you do, the more stuff you do, um, you get a point value for that unlocks perk chest. And these perks could be stuff like, oh yeah, you know, your build time is reduced by 1% or 3%, but they stack. So if you get the same perk multiple times, they just add on to each other. So you get two one percenters, now it's 2%. Uh, but I've gotten some where it's like, I got a rare chest, I opened it up and I got a perk for 25% increased hunger value. So my villagers will no longer starve during the winter. Hmm. But yeah, that, that's one of the big games I've been playing a lot of, and I could probably keep talking about it for a hell of a lot longer. <laughs> but I have uh, one other game that I did want to talk about called 10 Miles to Safety. Huh. I Before we start about that one, I just want to point out, Warcraft 3 was the start of a lot of game genres, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dota's uh, Tower Defense. Hell, I would almost say that obviously MMOs were still around then, but then people like made in Warcraft 3 mini MMO mods. Mm hmm. And then Blizzard was like, shit, that's a really good idea. We're going to take and then that. They made Warcraft <laughs> and tank the whole, like, then they made World of Warcraft and tank the Warcraft franchise. Yeah, because now they're just focusing entirely on that, not making uh, strat games. To yeah. be fair, you, know... you say tanked, but it made them a billion-dollar company, got them bought by Activision, and got a film. Yeah. I know. I'm just not happy. The film was good. Yeah, if only the yeah, if only the film was good, and if only the game wasn't pushing the limit of how many expansion packs are too many expansion packs. <laughs> okay. I think the movie was a little stuffed with lore, but I don't think it was bad at all. And I don't know anything about Warcraft. And uh, we, it's sort of a Man of Steel situation. I don't know why I just made that reference. You guys don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. For context, <laughs> one day I was in a store and I had cash and I found a uh, three disc collector's edition uh, steel book copy of Man of Steel. It also has an art book inside. And, uh, or I said steel book, this one wasn't. It was uh, the 3D image. Mm. Like, how, like how a 3DS works or, you know. Fancy like, it was a fancy case. Yeah, yeah fancy case. It, um, it rotates around Superman's face and then turns into Zod. Huh, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of, the level of parallax on it is crazy. Um. Hmm. Anyway, but I got that for $5, and at the time, I liked Man of Steel. But I didn't love it to where I'd want the collector's edition, but $5, including an art book, they put a lot into that. 
that that went unused that's still fascinating like the kryptonian language and all that but anyway so kind of the same situation with warcraft the movie where we were in a secondhand shop and we found an actual it does come in a steel book two disc collector's edition all about it uh has an awesome cover and everything we were able to get that for like five bucks and um my partner loves it like the way she likes lord of the ring the way she likes harry potter Hmm. well and that's so when i because i i've only seen i've seen most of it i never saw the whole thing because i was on the move when they were playing it at the location i was at um my issue with it was the degree like i think because we've all seen world of warcraft's cutscenes, they're full motion videos which are phenomenal 100 yeah. percent. like holy crap phenomenal the first time i ever saw somebody play warcraft i was shocked because you see all the cutscenes, you're like, wait, this is what the actual game is compared to yeah, what they it, show? Like, you see the commercials, it was like comparing a modern Pixar film to a PS1 game. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. then, like, so when they came out with the World of Warcraft movie, like, when they first announced it, I was like, oh, if they use the engine that they've been using for their cutscenes, this is going to be fucking amazing. And then it was the, like, pseudo, like, CG live actors. It was like, the armor does look good. I'm not going to deny them that, but why did you go with that when you already had this? Yeah, and they they embraced, particularly with humans, like the humans are, are, you know, normal proportion because they're not CG'd, but like, they still embrace that design aesthetic for the armor. Yeah, the overly bulky... Yeah, the super shoulders. <laughs> but yeah. for me, that's kind of like it's kind of like Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman eighty four. For me, I know it's goofy, but for some reason, I love them embracing it. Mm. Just unashamedly, like this is what the armor looks like, and you're like, that looks like a cosplayer. Yeah. Pretty much, a good yeah. one with access to real materials and and some crap skill, <laughs> but still a cosplayer because you know it's screen accurate or whatever. It it looks or goofy, a th- or a thick wallet and a account to Weta. I like was. when it's like when people cosplay in 40k, it just kind of looks off. Well, but to with, be honest, it, in 40k, it, with, it looks off as well. Like their heads are tiny on that armor. That's. <laughs> That's factual. <laughs> like Goji Gears of War. Them hands. Them absolute fucking meat mallets. <laughs> even even Duh, like uh, I can't grab my sandwich. My hand covers it up. <laughs> I got these big ass sausages slapped onto a T bone. <sighs> oh jeez. Even Batman I? Arkham City. Which has a pretty realistic look to it ish even them, man they, they got some some meat mallets if you look at the character models 
and that's the thing. I would I would say for Batman, it kind of makes sense that his hands are bulky because he's wearing those. He's wearing like thick gloves on that. Um, yeah, but yeah, the like board. the bruisers with with forearms the size of their thighs. Yeah. What kind of steroids were you on, bro? And then you find out actually they were on Venom steroids, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. Gordon is this shrinky dink little man in a raincoat who has the biggest hands you've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's something that they kind of, like, I don't know how you can get away from that. I think that was just an unreal realistic. Thing. Yeah, like, when you start making it realistic for the size of the hands, you have to start worrying about the size of the props in the game, yeah. and stuff just ends up disproportionate. Yeah, um, you kind of need that, that unreal look for Arkham, too, because of Batman's combat. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay, where was I again? 10 miles to safety. Yeah. 10 miles to safety. So I literally just heard about this game today. Yeah. It's, it is a, it's a fun little game. Um, It's, it's one of those games that I think just slid under the radar, but it, it is fun. It is simplistic. Pretty much take a zombie survival base building resource finding tone down base building and resource finding to minimalist degree and your objective is not to set up a base to defend forever it is you need to go 10 miles in a direction to get to a safe zone to get out and along the way every time it turns to night you want to set up a defensive point to fight off what literally just look like werewolves. I don't know why there are werewolves, but there are. Um, I played it with a couple of friends the other night, and because it's 10 miles to get to safety, we got, I think, about like four miles through. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot, dude. You're the one that told me about it. It's possible. Uh, No, you are. Sorry, (laughs) go ahead. No, you're good. Um, we we got about four miles through, and one of the nice things that I like about it, because you start off in like a, a suburb area. So you're going through houses, like checking the rooms for supplies, new guns, uh, building resources, you know, extra weapons, because you can get things like uh, nail bombs, which are amazing. Uh, but at one point, you end up, transitioning to a new region so you're no longer in the suburb region you'll end up in a forest and once you get through the forest you're back into a different suburb and then you end up at the docks um and each region like it's all procedurally generated so the time i played through with my buddies is different than the time i played through with myself and if you die in the game it actually (laughs) re-randomized no Luckily, no, because I'd be dead then. Uh, but it re-randomizes. So if you oh, die in the man. game and you respawn, you basically start over at the beginning of the day you were on. So wherever you last survived the night, that's where you spawn back. But anything that you had seen after that point is now completely different. Um... I think I have one character that has gotten through to the end, 
And the last mission is a total bitch, so I haven't gotten through it yet. <laughs> I need the others. I need more people. But uh, I, I did pick that one up as well, so I'll be playing it with you at some point. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's a good game for one to four players. Four players being maximum. You can play it so, but the the ending can get a little tricky. Right. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Um, both of those games are very solid games and are games that I highly recommend. Ten Miles to Safety and Rise to Ruin. We're dead. Rise, Rise to Ruin has a very high learning curve. I will say that. Like it starts off basically like, oh yeah, this is going to be simple. And then you realize just how in-depth it goes. You're like, oh God, I got to do all this crap. Um, 10 miles to safety, not so much. It, it starts at one point. It doesn't really get any higher. There's a couple of tricks that you can figure out as you're going through, but nothing quite like the uh, the learning curve of some other games. And that's what I've been up to outside of, you know, Warframe, Bloodstained, because those both had updates. Yay, updates. <laughs> Who else has been playing I didn't know stuff? Blood, I didn't know Bloodstain got an update. Yeah. Uh, one of their... Because obviously it got backed, what, five years ago now? Um, yeah, yeah. One of the backer rewards that's available for everyone that picks it up, Classic Mode, which is pretty much like old-school Castlevania-style gameplay with the graphics of Bloodstained. Huh. Yeah, uh, I've watched a couple of little clips for it. Uh, they also did a uh, Kingdom crossover. So, you know, the game Kingdom Two Crowns. Yeah, they did a crossover with that. Uh, Kingdom Two Crowns had an update that incorporated theirs earlier uh, last year. Um, but Bloodstained has now incorporated their update for that. Oh, dope. Yeah. So I still have to they, play that game. They keep putting out more content and more stuff. I've been playing the randomization mode, which uh, hurts my brain. <laughs> so when you when I say randomized mode, what do you think? What do you think when I say that? Uh, random rooms with random loot and random monsters. Close, but not a random quite. La- a random layout of totally not Dracula's castle. Not quite. So the castle remains the same. The monsters remain the, like in the same locations. However, the shards that different monsters drop, completely random. The items that monster, the item table for the monsters, completely random. The uh, crafting system and the upgrade system for your shards, completely randomed. Quest rewards, completely random. So, playing through on that, there are points in the game where you're not, like, if you had a bad randomization roll or you haven't found the specific mob or the spe- that drops what you need, you can get stuck. And oh, I, I realized that real quick. Like, there's, there's one point I know I can't get past because I'm missing one of the shards, so I can't get the true ending. I could get a standard ending, but I can't get the true ending because um, I don't know what monster drops the specific shard that I need. But it's it's a lot of fun because 
I've gotten a couple of like really overpowered shards early on. So it was like, I didn't get double jump until about two thirds through the game, which normally you get that in the first quarter of the game. Oh, wow. Instead, I got a teleportation ability from one of the early mobs. So I was like, well, I can't double jump up to that platform. However, I can literally teleport myself up there instead. All right. I also got the uh, the invert ability, which literally just gravity inverts on you, so you fall up. I was like, I guess I don't need double jump anymore. No, it's it's a lot of fun, and they actually they made it so that you could change the settings, so you could have it be that like what I'm doing is a true random run. Everything is randomized, but you can set it up so that's like, quest like key items don't change locations. So those will always stay where they're at, but everything else can be randomized. Or you can change up like just the crafting system or just the shards and stuff like that. So it's it's fairly in-depth what they did with that for some for literally just like, yeah, we want to make it so that the game is a little more randomized for you. Good luck. I mean, that's good. I mean, it keeps the replay value up so people... You know, obviously, there's still people who go back and, like, I've replayed through Symphony of the Night 8,000 times. I think I'm only but up to 10. <laughs> I was being facetious, but, you know. I mean, I've only that, hit that the, wasn't uh, the right word. I think I've only hit the 203% twice on all my playthroughs. Jesus. Uh, I actually do have one that I've been playing. I went back to an old game. Uh, streamer buddy of mine uh, does fighting game Saturdays hmm. and he basically cycles between Injustice and Soul Calibur and Tekken and Mortal Kombat. Okay. So I, I jumped in and was playing Mortal Kombat 11. I suck. <laughs> I was about to say, how'd you do? <laughs> Not good. It doesn't help that I think my internet connection is too awful to play fighting games. Mm. Or at least my connection to the Mortal Kombat servers was, because, man, oh, man. There was just one game. I just messaged the Twitch chat in the middle of the match, just telling the guy, it's just, just beat me to hell. I can't <laughs> hit a punt. I can't, like, the delay is too much. I hit a button, and five seconds later, my character throws the punch. Mm. That's that's pretty rough. Yeah, it's bad. Which is which is awful because I always thought you know that I wasn't good at Mortal Kombat, but I wasn't bad at it. Like I could hold my own unless it was somebody who was really like frame county good. Right. God, that just reminds me of D uh, Dead or Alive days. I thought you were gonna say DBZ fighters. No, I, I hate that for different reasons. Wait, no, I don't mind fighters because that's still a fighting game. I'm thinking, yeah. uh, I'm thinking, um, what's the other one that I had? In... Kakarot? Yeah. Or I'm Xenoverse? sorry, like, I didn't play enough huh? of Xenoverse, but Xenoverse has a similar style to Kakarot. My issue with those is kind of an issue that I have with a variable amount of games. The rules are not the same for the player versus the enemy. Oh, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, if I'm charging up for a special attack and I get punched, 
my special gets canceled. But for the if opponent, I could beat on them for five minutes while they're charging up their super, and it still goes off. Yeah, no. it it It's bullshit. Yeah, that, that's I, how that, games like Dark Souls work. It's not like you're going to cancel an animation for a big attack from the enemy. To a degree, however, dark like there are there are certain things built into Dark Souls to either work around that, because that's the thing. Like, if I'm fighting three different enemies and they all have their own special cannon attacks that i have to try and deal with because i've had that happen a couple of times where it's like i'm fighting three i was fighting three things one of them's charging up a special so i have to fly away from him i get punched in the back of the head from the second guy into the first guy's special because i can't go and try and punch the first guy because then the second guy's doing his special at me yeah now i get what you were saying the way you worded also, the, it, though, the, I, I couldn't drop that opportunity. Right. Uh, also, also the the type of the type of game that it is. I want it's Kakarot like the, desperately. So. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy Kakarot. I I. I just don't think it's the type of game for me. Like I've played it, obviously. Yeah. I just don't think it's the type of game that I. Personally enjoy. You have to play the fight slow. Yeah, which I'm used to... What doesn't make sense to me for a Dragon Ball game where it's like, now these guys are doing like stupid fast martial arts and crazy flying all over the place, but when you're in combat, you want to take things slowly because otherwise you're just going to get shit stomped. Mind you, yeah, and which is weird coming from a game like DBZ Fighter Z. Or Fighters, however the fuck you say that. Fighters... But, or Mortal Kombat, where it's like, no. Like, yeah, you can play defensively, but even defensive is like, all right, block, block, and then you unleash a 30-hit combo. Yeah. Like, it's faster, and that's what I like in my... Like, I like my fighting games to feel, like, fast-paced and fighty. Also, uh, Mortal Kombat movie got some interesting screenshots, and I read the plot synopsis, and it seems like Kano might be a good guy, and that's weird. I um, I actually saved the article. It was one of the things I was going to bring up today. Hmm. I mean, we can bring it up now. Yeah. Yep. I mean, unless you got something you've been playing. Oh, uh, the only other thing I've been playing, um, game that came out that I used to play on the 360, uh, the Scott Pilgrim game came out. Yeah. On Switch and like Epic. Streets of Pilgrim. It is, it is just, it is janky still. But, you know, I needed, I needed this game in my life again. Yeah. Because it is, it may be janky, but at least it's fun. It's also still a great reminder of uh, our goals. Yeah, that's true. For that game that we've been talking about making for years yep oh i will also say for uh, dragon ball why the hell did they add card warriors look oh and one thing i do want to bring up 
in case it ever leaves the store again. There is a physical release of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Buy it. No, I didn't know. I might actually just have to buy that just to add it to my collection. You have to get it. Um, everybody has to get it. It's a great old school beat 'em up. Um, I I have com- I've complained about it because I found a loophole even when it was taken off of the store that I could still download it to my PlayStation, and I played it a bit. And my only problem was that they moved a little slow for me, and so I was hurting my thumb on the D pad. And I'm generally bad at beat 'em ups anyway. So like, but it's a great. It's a great classic old school beat 'em up, um, and, it, and especially if you just need a game that you can just sit down like with a you know family member or a spouse. It's terrific co op partner. It's a great co op game. Another one, a modern one, uh, River City Girls. I've heard of that one, but I've never played it. Yeah, that's another great one in the Scott Pilgrim vein. And I mean, if you really just want to play the OG, I mean, you can just play Streets of Rage Four. <laughs> Streets of Rage Four is also highly uh, uh, rated recently. Yeah, I'm trying to remember but which yeah. one I saw was. Uh, so this was, Mortal uh, Kombat movie, Entertainment Weekly. The thing is, is the Mortal Kombat movie was originally scheduled to come out uh, this month. Yeah, yeah. Before everything got back. Up. And that's wild to me that this month we're getting our first, we've got our first look at it. And my only thing is, is I I feel like the writer is writing about a different Mortal Kombat movie than the, the quotes that they use from the director multiverse theory man well it, are you reading the same plot synopsis where it's like mma fighter whatever the hell his name is uh, oh yeah the new character and all that gets hunted down by shang sung and has to go train with Liu kang kung lao and kano no um that is all covered in here yes but I have the actual Entertainment Weekly, and I just there were some choice quotes. I I wasn't even going to cover the plot. There were just some choice quotes I wanted to read to you guys. the The only aspect from that article that I like, I don't care if they add a new character. Fine, add you know the Alice character, like in the Resident Evil movies, just the character to show you all the characters you love. <laughs> okay. Um. No, I, I have to. This is ridiculous. The, this is not the same person of it. Like, this is not what they're saying and what the director's saying just seems so fucking different. And they're really trying to hype it up to be this brutal movie. And the director sounds like he's describing the fucking notebook. But anyway, at the end of the article, it ends up sounding great. This movie sounds ridiculous, and I think it's going to be good. But, all right, when you think of Mortal Kombat, you think of blood. Buckets of it. That kind of gruesome splatter that comes from Kali Ma Shakti Daying an opponent in a savage fight to the death. All right? 
that's a quote. <laughs> that's from the writer. It's now, here's not the... inaccurate, but it's certainly a quote. Sure. And that was the writer. Now, here's the director. Blood represents family. Blood represents a connection. Blood represents who we are. Without getting too overcomplicated, what we did is use blood executionally. I mean, blood and also means massacring people. I know, but like when you say blood represents a connection in family, you're not talking about spilling it. But then no, the you're director talking about Johnny Cage and Sonia and Cassie. Yeah, and then the writer comes in right after that, and it starts flowing right from the get go. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, is the director referencing, like, the Mortal Kombat romance movie, and then the writer's like, no, this is actually a Warhammer movie? Yeah, the the writer is like, this is gory action, and then the director's like, and here's all the sweet drama. Like, for the first half of this fucking article. So, so here's, here's another one. Uh, uh, the Kunai Blade. From the writer, it's the signature weapon of fan favorite game character Hanzo Hasashi, aka Scorpion, played by the Wolverine and Twilight Samurai star Hiroyuki Sanada. Quote from the director: We did a bit of research, and the kunai is actually an ancient Japanese gardening tool. So one of the earliest shots in the movie is the kunai blade being used as a gardening tool by Hanzo's wife. Yeah, that's is an that... action-packed guy. Hang on, is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I need to. No. That... Sorry. <laughs> Give us a moment. We need to do I research. Need to... I I need to know. Because if that's true, that's weird. Well, do a little bit of research like they did. I, I'm looking at. I'm on the Wikipedia page. A kunai is a Japanese tool thought to be originally derived from a masonry trowel. So. Oh, there you go. I guess technically so by a bit of research the director meant we googled kunai <laughs> i mean considering that was the basis for a lot of weapons in a lot of regions because it was like yeah you are not allowed to have weapons because the government says so so they repurposed farm tools to be weapons yeah I mean, it's fine i don't I don't mind that little bit of lore. I'm just saying it's like, that's what you're going to go with? <laughs> that's your reasoning? Okay. The fucking weapon that, like, you know, get over here, lights on fire, burns the corpse, and pulls the guy in to have his head cut off by a sword. Well, we're going to show it as a gardening tool. Oh, yeah. Do you do you know what brings Cole, the character they created as the main character of the game, uh, the movie? What brings Cole, Sonya, Jax, um, Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Kano, you know what brings them all to the tournament? Reptile. They all have a birthmark of the Mortal Kombat yeah. symbol. Yeah, oh, that's right. Also, Sub-Zero gets sent to hunt down this new... Why didn't they just use Johnny Cage? I don't know. They're... He's clearly a Johnny Cage stand-in. Why didn't they just use yeah. fucking Johnny Cage? Who happens to be the only, like, classic character they don't mention. Johnny yeah. Cage is his stage name. I swear to God. You know, that's probably true. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're, you're Johnny Cage, right? 
No, no, my name's Cole, bud. No, he's going to be the one that wins the tournament. And then he's going to use the fame from the tournament to launch his brand and his name. And he'll change his name to Johnny Cage at the very end and become a movie star. Oh, my God. And it's going to turn out that what you were watching was literally just the reimagining of Johnny uh, Cage describe what happened. That and he would just actually changed cool. the name of the character. Yeah. <laughs> My character, instead of being an actor, would be a UFC fighter. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this good. pitch because it sounds like it's right. Also, they just picked a grab bag of fucking characters for some of these. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, you know, you have Kano, Raiden, Jax, uh, Melina. But then out of all the people, they picked Nitara and Cabal. Yeah. Nitara hasn't been seen since Mortal Kombat Armageddon. I think that's so we have some cannon fodder. She's a succubus. And? I think. I don't remember. I don't fucking know. She, like, showed up in two games, and she was such a minor character. Who gives a shit? I do like that uh, the director told his stunt coordinator that they have to craft the best fight, fight sequences ever done in a movie. Good. Yeah. And then this final quote, after I read those little bits of jarring inconsistencies that stuck out to me the first time I read the article. Here's the quote where I was finally sold. Uh, from the director. Out of context, this quote might seem incendiary. It's not. The rules around ratings, because they were talking about like what the film's going to be rated. Uh, the mm -hmm. rules around ratings aren't what a lot of people think they are. It's amounts of blood. It's amounts of red. It's interpretation of how you go about it. We had a lot of discussions about getting the balance right so that there was gore and there was blood and there were fatalities. And there is gore, blood, and fatality. As long as there's gore, blood, and fatalities. Yeah, after all the flowery language he used in the article, I, that was so reassuring to hear. Yeah. And it makes me think, like, this might actually be somebody who understands the balance of story and horrifying violence. Now is Kano yeah, going like, to rip someone's heart out and eat it? Not necessarily okay. always winking at the character, but also not taking yourself too seriously. It's weird also with Kano. He doesn't have the metal shit in his face, but he clearly still has a cybernetic eye. Huh. But he doesn't have, like, that metal plate. It's just, like, some scarring, and then you can see he has, like, a cybernetic eye. It's weird. I think that this movie will do good enough. Hopefully. My hope for it is that this movie is good enough that uh, it just gets HBO Max sequels. I'd be okay. Or just a fucking TV show. Yeah. Like, I'd be okay with that. Also, am I one of the few people in this call who actually liked the Mortal Kombat movie? No, everybody likes Which the one? first one. The first one. Oh, okay. The first one, yeah. The first one was fine. It was perfect for its era. Yeah. 
Uh, not not Annihilation. That movie is hot garbage. Mother, you're alive. Yes. <laughs> Too bad you will die. So, it sounds like the <laughs> shitty acting in Spaceballs that was just supposed to be like a parody of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that the yes. point of that one? <laughs> I am so I am Sub Zero. You killed my brother in the Mortal Kombat tournament, but I must keep Queen Katana alive. Uh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate all of you. Or or Jax's arms, they aren't actually like metal prosthetics. Like, I had to add strength. The strength was in you all along. That's not Mortal Kombat. Oh, Please God. stop. Oh, God. <laughs> Please stop what you're doing. Those are three hundred dollars uh, sunglasses, asshole. See, that was a pro. Yeah, that that was proper Mortal Kombat and commentary within Mortal Kombat. That made sense. A swift punch to the nuts. That first, it was the first one was so cheesy, but it was like the fight scenes were good, and it was a genuinely entertaining movie. Yeah, yeah. I know that Annihilation is horrible, but um, I love Robin Shaw. Okay, I don't know who that is. Liu Kang. Uh, oh, well, yeah. He also played Mowgli in the live, the first live-action Jungle Book. I never actually saw the live-action one. It was in the 90s. I don't remember that existing. Wait, there was it a was there was an earlier live action Jungle Book? Yeah, that's why I said the first. Hold the fucking phone. I'd, okay, apparently I this that. dude was in a Street Fighter movie. Uh, Legend of Chun-Li. Hmm. He was also in Death Race. He he played but... 14K in Death Race. I never Jason saw Jason Statham one, not the not the original one. What? I seen that. I don't remember. Yeah. He's the Asian guy who's literally in for like It's been a long time. Yeah, he He's in he's in the movie. Like I, I can see his character now. The Asian guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I he because he's the only Asian guy. Okay, if I was familiar with the movie, then I'd know that. I'm just saying to point out that I the Asian know, I person know, was talking I know, about I the know. Asian person in a movie. All right, it's not my brightest moment. It'd be crazier if he was the black guy. Honestly, that'd be funny. To have an Asian dude talking in a thug accent? No, an Asian dude trying to play Tyrese. <laughs> Could you guys playing Machine Gun Joe? Huh? Have you guys ever seen Street Kings? No. No. Oh my god. Uh, Ever seen Street Sharks? Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) But uh, we'll talk about it off call. Because I either I'm either gonna share it, like just find a clip and share it, which isn't good for listeners, or I'm gonna say it, which would get me canceled. 
cancel culture. But anyway, we, we started with games and now we're at Mortal Kombat. How did we actually get to Mortal Kombat? Well, Mortal Kombat's a game and they're making a movie about it. And it doesn't look like it's going to suck. That also, res- also up, but good, yeah. completely different tangent, Resident Evil got a new teaser trailer and there's an eight foot tall vampire woman in it. Uh, the data leak, the Capcom data leak. There are rumors swirling around now, unrelated to that, that just kind of underlined those, uh, uh, fuck, the Resident Evil spinoffs and VR game and stuff. Uh-huh. And it looks like it's happening. It looks like the Resident Evil Battle Royale, which they didn't know if no. it was a standalone game no. or... Will you shut up? No. No, if it was a standalone game or if it was tied to Village, but it looks like that really is going to be happening. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that to exist. No. Just no. They already tried that with fucking Umbrella... uh, What was it? Umbrella Squad or whatever? Core. Umbrella Core and Operation Raccoon City. Uh, yeah, Operation Raccoon City. That's what it was. Yeah, that was a that was a flop and a half. <sighs> that's a cool idea. So, what do you guys think about Lucasfilm Games becoming a thing? I'm excited. I'm happy. Why did they even bother shutting down Lucas Arts? I. Because Disney realized, oh shit, we can make so much more money if we let them make good games. I feel like one Jedi Fallen Order kind of kicked everything into gear uh, as far as the game side. But I I really feel like uh, it wasn't until the Mandalorian and shit where, okay, I think that a lot of the, the problems with Star Wars lately has actually been Disney uh, uh, handcuffed handcuffing Lucas and it's not that they handcuffed them by saying hey you can't do stuff it's like they handcuffed them by saying like you have no you 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 have access to our money but you have no time do you know what I mean they're like we're throwing out the cannon now make new stuff and have it published by this date and the movie has to come out now and this has to happen, and this has to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, forcing time constraints. Yeah. And then now that they've had some time to breathe and plan some stuff, we're getting great things. Yeah, I, there's rumors they're going to be announcing Battlefront Three, which Battlefront Two is really shaped up into something good. Indeed, and if they don't fuck up the release of Battlefront Three, it can continue. Yep. Not that, I, I mean, EA is probably still going to be in charge of that one, unfortunately. But That's okay. The fact that other companies now get the license and that this Lucasfilm Games is more of like an over, an overseer of like, here, you can do this. Here, you can do this. Um, yeah. One thing that I do have my fingers crossed for, besides the Indiana Jones game, um, I have something to say about that, but finish your thought. Absolutely. 
Um, but I, I really hope that they do another pass at the Amy Hennig game. I think they're going to. That's the thing, because... Um, I'm not happy about what's been announced so far. The Ubisoft? Yeah, that's right. You don't... You're not a big fan of the Ubisoft uh, open world game that they announced. Yeah, and it's not because it's Ubi. It's because it's open world. I just don't know what an open world Star Wars game is. I'm pretty sure that's what the Amy Hennig game was originally was going to be. At the well, end. she was basically building an Uncharted. Oh, yeah. And it wouldn't have starred Jedi. Yeah, well, it was supposed to like, essentially be the sequel to Bounty Hunter. In a dream world. Yeah, you, it was called Project Ragtag, and it was going to focus on a small group of just ne'er-do-wells and smugglers. Mm -hmm. But in a perfect world, I want the Amy Hennig game. I want the uh, I, I want a new pass at um, 1313. Whether yeah, that, that's right, 13. Yeah, whether 13, it's actually... 13 was the Bounty Hunter spinoff. Oh, okay, okay. But whether it's actually Boba Fett or not, I, I want that game. Uh, that could be open world. That was set on the underworld of Coruscant. And I yeah. want a, a new Force Unleashed. I'd Three be okay very with all of those uh, things. Yeah. And but, uh, I mean, I, I'm just excited that we're now getting to a point where it's not just going to be EA. Like, other companies are going to get a crack at this. Yes. Which, which brings me to the Indiana Jones game because you know who's making it? Uh, Machine Games. Yeah, you know what else they made? Wolfenstein. Yep, but I'm ninety percent sure that this game is going to be set in 1940s Germany, and Machine Games just went. I'm sorry, we get to kill more Nazis. We're in. But you realize what Indiana Jones isn't. I know. It's not a first-person shooter. It can't be. It's going to be yeah, uncharted well, with more Nazis. It's not a shooter. You know what I what I would really like with it for an indie game. Uh the the shooting segments which there better be but just, you know, fewer and further between than even an uncharted game. But I'd like the beginning of Uncharted 3. It was kind of story mode and they uh expanded the brawling mechanics. Yeah, I could see that and for then, an Indy, uh, Indiana Jones game. Yeah, yeah, and then immediately after a big old bar brawl, uh, you do some crawling and puzzle solving. And, like, just the beginning of Uncharted 3 really fits Indiana Jones. But I hope that I hope the indie game is like a, a Uncharted but more of a brawler. I look forward to machine games being the ones behind it. I don't know if it's as perfect as IO being behind a Bond game, but I do know it's no. it's a really good studio to pick. Oh yeah. IO you know being what? behind a Bond game is a fantastic idea. Knowing knowing that uh knowing now that Jedi Fallen Order uh turned out to be Dark Souls with a pinch of Uncharted. I never would have pegged Respawn as the developer for that. Oh, the Call of Duty guys? 
who did Titanfall and Apex? Yeah. Are no, making a Soulsborne beat em up? No. Yeah. And then they did, and it was good. So yeah, you got your your action Jedi game there. Well, you got yeah your your you know in depth combat Jedi game there. Then with a Force Unleashed, you'd have your full on hack and slash combat game. Uh, also keeping alive um, the psyops formula in one way or another. Um, and then give us an RPG. Let's get another Kotor going. Set it Knights of the High Republic. I'd be okay with that. And then we get our adventure game with Amy Hennig and our non-Jedi uh, shooter, third-person shooter game with the 1313. And then obviously the Battlefield-style game with Battlefield Battlefront 3. Yeah. Yeah, right. there's so many things you can do with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. No, it, there there's a lot of things you can do with it, and it just need, they just need the opportunity to do that. Yeah. They need Disney to stop grabbing it by the balls and wringing out crappy movies. Also true. That's a whole different discussion. I do yeah, like the different. I, I like the the general games discussions, though. I know I was a little silent on that. Sorry, my. No, it's fine. I I feel like there was a good long period of time where it was literally not fun to even talk about Star Wars, and we had to wait until the end of Mandalorian season two before it came alive again. Before it became okay to talk about Star Wars as an as uh, general media instead of like specific somebody stuff. trying to pull you into a thing about what they hate and don't hate and which side they're on and you got to pick a side. Yep. I mean, I'll stick with the prequels over the sequels. I'm the opposite. That's a take. I didn't like the three most recent ones. Uh, fair. I mean, I. I just said it's a take. Yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree or agree because I mean, I think they're, I, I, I like the sequels more than the prequels, but yeah, I'm, I'm also sequel over prequel, but I, uh, prequel. I liked the, the sequels, but I only really liked two of them. I only really liked one of them. Oh, damn. Look. Rise of Skywalker had a lot of potential if Ryan Johnson didn't come up, come in and fuck everything up. I know, I know we've had the discussion about his movie before. No, he fucked all of the plans up. Wow. That's my take on it. That's he's a great director. He's a great director. No business stepping in the middle of that trilogy. Wow. I just thought the story was bland, 
the action was bland the characters no, were bland we don't we don't have time to go into actual conversation on this i'm <laughs> sedge has not spoken about episode 8 in forever and this is a whole new take i'm sorry that i sound so shocked <laughs> what he is i've broken i've broken him. <laughs> but uh all right uh do we do we have anything else for this week? i i have a couple things i did want to bring up there it is oh what it's par for the course i say hey does anybody have anything else and you you inevitably go uh yes i do actually to be fair, he posts things in his notes channel all week long. Yeah, you could I always know. check and be like, did we talk about any of this? <laughs> I'm Meh. fairly sure half of it always gets forgotten, but he does post stuff in it all week long. I know. Okay, anyway, I'm going to breeze through some of these. Uh, Nintendo bought Next Level Games. That's awesome. They are a second-party developer who has done a lot of work for Nintendo over the years. Look them up if you want, but it's cool. Um, they're going to be instituting a rule that no game can be cheaper than $1.99 on the eShop, and that pisses me off. What is the point of that rule? So that those Money. little indie games... Those little indie games that do, like, uh, you know, sales to be, like, 50 cents or even 99 cents so that they don't make the best sellers list. Uh, lame. Yeah. It, I, I, I don't know why games. And, and it's hard for me to even buy that because Nintendo is so anti-consumer. It always feels like, like they never lower the price of anything. Um, Level 5, the people who make uh, the Professor Layton series, they announced a new game, and everybody's real pumped that they're going to come out with a new game. The only problem is is that they just announced this like two months after they had to close their North American uh, divisions and uh, announced that they're probably not going to leave Japan with any of their games for the foreseeable future. They're hurting really bad. And, uh, yeah. Um, Bowser's Fury. Did you guys check that fucking trailer out? I didn't check out the trailer, but I've, I've seen the clips for God Slayer Bowser. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's Super Saiyan Cat Mario versus Calamity Bowser. Yeah. I know Matt McMuscles did the God Slayer thing, and apparently... Like, he made that joke, and that caught on so bad that, like, uh, outlets had to publish articles being like, no, his name is not really God Slayer Bowser. And it's that basically, Bowser and Ganondorf have been in a pissing contest since Nintendo first began. Every time one evolves, the other evolves. Yeah. This is just... No, the second, the second I saw him, I thought, oh, it's Calamity Bowser. But no, the game itself, it looks really good. And like we all knew that they were going to re release 3D Land as a $60 game. They did it with New Super Mario Brothers. And yeah. for a long time, I have not cared about it. 
3D Land is one of those games that I do really, really want, and I have really, really wanted, and I even wanted a Wii U 4. Um, or 3D World, or whatever it's called. But at this point, $60 for it is too much. Well, this was slapped on. I thought it was just like a little expansion, but it looks to sit somewhere between a substantial DLC and a full-blown sequel, where they take... They take the the physics and mechanics of 3D World, but they build something entirely new in that way that only Nintendo does. And it looks really interesting. Like, it genuinely looks good. And um, I'll admit I haven't looked up much on Nintendo stuff. I, I, I have not touched my Switch in ages. Nintendo was, like, the only news I had all week. Um... CD Projekt Red, they released a statement recently about how sorry they are. We knew about the bugs, but we didn't have enough time to fix them. Oh, no, they acted like they were blindsided by it. Like, we never knew the base game was so bad. Um, But since everything involving CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk has always been, you know, a two-sided coin this time, uh they released this video apologizing it's like a month late from whenever all the problems actually happened like kudos for taking responsibility however in the video they also make it a point to be like and and we're gonna have the next patch out within like a week or whatever here's the thing like a day before they were uh they released that video they were contacted by jason schreier from bloomberg to let them know he was writing an article about all the woes of cyberpunk. And he's like, I just don't want you guys to be blindsided by this. Here's what I'm writing. It's published in two days. And at the same time, the uh, one of the European commissions, the Polish one, that's where they're at. They're Poland, right? I'm not sure. Y- yeah. Okay. Uh, the One of the Polish consumer protection places was like, if you do not uh, release the patch within a week to fix the problems with this game, we're shutting you down and you owe us a ton of money. So they got told that, and they got told that the an article that might be a little, you know, inflammatory was coming out in two days, and then they released their video accepting responsibility and apologizing and promising that they were coming out with a patch. This is all responsibility for, like, the last-gen console versions, right? Game as a whole, but yeah. Okay. So, I'm still in camp. I have no problem with the game. Yeah, I've I've bumped across my fair share of bugs, but nothing outright game-breaking, and, you know, my system isn't sitting here making people look like potatoes. Yeah. No, I think that they've faced some pretty harsh punishments so far, but I also don't think it's entirely him. No. I And I understand, you know, the game is not what they pitched. Yeah. Like, it's not. But, but I don't think the product that we got when it works is bad. No. The problem, and I do acknowledge the fact that people who bought it for the PS, uh, PS4 and Xbox One they're having problems. 
because they left those versions of the game in beta. Yeah. Hell, alpha. Like those game those versions were left behind and released as an afterthought once the new generation came out, which is not okay considering this game has been in development for eight fucking years. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Now, if they had said, you know what, it's been in development so long, we're canceling the last gen versions. Still shitty, but more acceptable mm-hmm. than releasing a shitty port. Oh, absolutely. For a shitty version of the game. Like, all the delays, everything that went through, that the developers went through, the, not, like, not the higher-ups, obviously, this is, I'm specifically talking about the dev teams that had to crunch 100-hour weeks to get this game done. Yep. Like, all of that, and you, and you do this, that's bullshit, CD Projekt Red. Like, what the fuck? You went from being one of the most loved game developers in the in the industry to being universally hated. How do you do... 343 didn't even fucking manage that. Yeah. EA hasn't... Man- well, EA's always been universally hated. Like, it, it's wrong. It, it's stupid, and it's dumb, and if you needed to delay the game again, you should have just done that. But then again, opposite side of the coin, people would have sent death threats to the studio over another delay. Yeah, plus you have investors and stuff like that. Like, it, it's complicated. Yeah, I, I, I realize um, that. Also, just to address that, don't send death threats to game dev studios. I've said it before on the show. I will say it again. Don't fucking do it. It's disgusting and wrong, and it makes you look like a fucking child. Don't send a death threat to anybody. I mean, yeah, don't send a death threat to anybody, but don't send it because the video game you wanted got delayed. You yeah, fucking uh, child. So my my last couple things. Um, CES happened this week. It was very interesting because, you know, it had to all be done digitally and 8k tvs it seems to be the only thing anybody wanted to talk about i mean samsung had a robot but everything was 8k tvs is the proper response to ak 8 ak tv no that's something completely different need more taka (laughs) 8k tvs is the proper response is who fucking cares Apparently not. Apparently the proper response is, I care so much, I can't wait. Well, that's my response is, who fucking cares? And the only funny thing about it is that out of most of the TV manufacturers, Sony's the only one who doesn't seem to have a TV that would take full advantage of the PS5. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's so stupid. Also, Sony is moving. Uh, Sony is moving westward with their focus. They seem to be giving up on Japan, but that's a topic for another day. Um, the last thing I wanted to bring up because we brought when Nvidia unveiled their new graphics cards, 
we dedicated most of an entire episode to talking about it. Uh-huh. And then when AMD did theirs, we literally haven't spoken about it at all. I have a reason for that. I don't know shit about AMD cards. Okay. Fair. Like, well, I, I know about it. it. Well, I think that might be worth its own episode then. No, it's going to be brief. Fair. I just, I, I had to talk about what I've noticed based on my limited knowledge of graphics cards. Okay. Um, AMD, now, I guess I shouldn't mock them for being super proud of their new line of graphics cards because, like, no company is going to come out and be like, yeah, we made this, whatever. But they unveiled their new graphics cards, which do uh, ray tracing and all that. In the same way that NVIDIA went from GTX to RTX, they've now got Radeon RX card for AMD. Uh, AMD has been crushing it in the CPU area. Their Ryzen CPUs, especially their Ryzen 3, or no, we're on Ryzen 5 with the Zen 3 architecture and, you know, the shit that the new consoles use and all that. Um... They've been destroying when it comes to CPU. It, it's not not uncommon for somebody to have an AMD CPU with an NVIDIA graphics card. That's no. what I've had since I started building my computers. Yeah. That's yeah. generally what I've been running. Because AMD processors are just as good, and they're cheaper. Well, they're even better in some ways now than Intel. Um... But anyway, on the GPU side, they've got these new GPUs and they were touting them and they were talking about like all the ways that it can outperform uh, NVIDIA, like their equivalent. The problem is, is this generation, they're not like they used to be cheaper, nearly on par. Maybe they're, you know, just a tad. They're a notch or two lower but you're not going to notice unless you have two machines side by side, you know? Yeah. Um, but with this new one, so like they were like, yeah, here's where we outperform NVIDIA. And it's like games like Assassin's Creed, where it's optimized for NVIDIA, obviously outperforms AMD. Um, mm-hmm. Games like Death Stranding, which is actually optimized for AMD because it was made for a PS4. Uh, even on PC, it, it'll outperform the NVIDIA version. Um, Other games, it's hit or miss who outperforms who. Now, in general, the new AMD graphics cards do outperform NVIDIA in like-for-like testing. And I, I, I need you guys to notice my phrasing. In like-for-like testing. Uh, uh Uh-huh. If you recall, when it comes to NVIDIA, one, they've been working on ray tracing now for two generations of graphics cards. 
This is technically AMD's first, so you can guess who performs better. And two, NVIDIA has uh, introduced the one thing that I've been calling game-changing forever, and that's DLSS. So maybe there's a game where if you're playing it and I'm playing it, and we're going like for like uh, native, full native 4K output, ray tracing, all of that. And we notice, oh, look, I'm hitting 70 frames per second. You're hitting 50, right? You have NVIDIA. Okay, that's cool. But then if you go in and you make it to where, like, you actually use the bells and whistles that come with NVIDIA that AMD has not developed yet, there's no question. You'll be getting way higher frame rates if you're using, like, DLSS and you have, like, the internal rendering at, like, 1440p but it's upscaled to 4K. That shit looks good. Like DLSS, particularly 2.0 on the new NVIDIA cards is mind-blowing. I, I cannot stress how much of a game-changer it is. And so AMD just kind of released these lackluster cards that have no bells and whistles. They don't have any of the modern shit that a normal user would use. Why would you not use that on NVIDIA if you have it? Um, and they're not as cheap as they used to be. So just all around, one of the first times I dig deep into the AMD GPU, big fucking thumbs down. Admittedly, I don't know enough regarding them. <laughs> I've got general opinions, but bit high on the tech spec for my brain it's just that like i'm trying to think of the way to to phrase it but it's just that like nvidia has all these bells and whistles that make like it's like a better ease of use and so when you're amd and you're like yeah and like for like testing it works it's like uh it's like if we both had a car and you had a turbo engine i was like you're not allowed to use your turbo oh my car outperforms yours well, right. yeah, but in a real-life scenario... Capability. Yeah, you're, you're talking full capability versus, oh, these are the things we have in common, let's compare. Yeah, like if you had, a, if you had an RTX 3080 and you had a, like a, a fucking 4K or 1440p screen, why would you not use DLSS knowing that it's going to give you as good of an image as RAW... And tons of fucking frame rate boost. You could put that shit towards better ray tracing, which right. NVIDIA has better ray tracing than AMD does because they just fucking implemented it. Fair point, yeah. I can, I can understand that. But other than that, their CPUs are dope. I, I hope that made sense. Know, know your specialty. That, that's the, that's the final argument yeah yeah and then i i swear i'm finally done i just want to pop this in and then like we're literally done uh i was originally going to do the gc list our final list for whenever we recorded but then we took a little break final list oh yeah 
2021 predictions. And I wanted to say uh, that I think that the end of this year will see the beginning of the, the true beginning of the next generation. I mean, I hope so with Halo Infinite and everything coming out. Yeah. Um, but I think that that would be the time to actually buy the consoles will be this Christmas. Well, that's probably around the time you'll actually be able to find one, too. <laughs> uh, actually, um, Sony is is stopping production of the PS4 already. At least in are. Japan, it can produce more PS5s. Well, thank God. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, I lost it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, final prediction, though. There won't be a new Pokemon game besides Snap this year. I don't care what anybody else says. Snap is going to be the big Pokemon game this year. But we are definitely getting a reveal of whatever the hell remake they're working on. Yeah, Maybe. new versus remake, different different ideas. I, yeah. Yeah. I honestly believe that they will not unveil a Let's Go 2 or a Diamond Pearl remake. It's going to be Pokemon Gun. It'll be next year that they do that. No, I, I, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I think we'll get a surprise reveal at E3, or whatever the hell is part of E3 this year. Whatever the hell E3 yeah. is going to be. Judging yeah. by what the industry thinks, this is the stupidest prediction I have. But that's my prediction. It'll just be snap. Fair enough. And uh, with that, we're gonna wrap up for the day. So thank you all for listening uh, to the return episode of Gaming Casual after our three-week hiatus. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Yep. Find us where we normally post our things. They'll be down below. Yep. And, uh, yeah, just be good to each other and stop sending death threats to people. Also, don't lick doorknobs. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> it's okay, mine are made out of copper. And, uh, you know, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool, that kind of thing different type of transmittable diseases but uh yeah <laughs> i don't know i put grip tape you know, grip tape on my wrench and i don't understand what makes it safer bye <laughs> <laughs>